The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage. I am James Breakwell and I am here with Steve Olivas, a licensed psychologist and uh, marriage counselor. How are you doing, Steve? I, I know stuff, James. That's the one thing that I have learned from talking to you and paying attention to what your followers are saying about me. And it's a great thing to know stuff. But I want to know what the question is this week because <clears throat> I'm going to wow the audience again with my parlor game of pretending to know stuff. All right, we got a good topic this week. All right, this one's kind of long, but I'm going to read the whole thing. It's got two different issues, but I think they're related, or at least I think you're going to say they're related. Okay. All right, here is the listener message this week. Okay. I have two issues. We've been married for nine months, dated for three and a half years. One, I don't mind when he goes out drinking with his friends, even when he arrives at 4 a.m. or so. But when we go out together as a couple and we say we'll be back at 2, if he is having fun, uh, uh, drink past the return point, he just doesn't care when I want to come back home. Sometimes I have to return home alone and he gets here at 5 or 6 a.m. I don't like the fact that we leave together and I come back home alone. I feel not taken care of, ignored. What can I do? Uh, what kind of consequences can I give? He is not my child. I shouldn't have to ground him. But this week, he did it on Saturday and Sunday. It used to be further apart. Number two, my husband is a good man, but he was raised by a woman who never let him do things around the house. So I am kind of struggling with him helping me around the house. I don't like reminding him constantly his chores, but if I don't tell him to put the dishes away, they could be in the drying rack for over four days. By the way, we don't have kids, if that's important. All right, I have a feeling you're going to say that's important too. So let's just launch into your Steve wisdom first, and then I'll pick it apart if necessary. What do you What do you have to say on the issue? Oh, James. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a little more concerned than she is, actually. Uh, the one question I would have if they were on the phone, which would help settle something in my mind, is where is his father, and what was his father like? Because when I hear, I, I don't mind the married nine months, dated three and a half years, that kind of thing. Actually, well, I'll say I'll say this for a second. When I hear that he goes out drinking with his friends, stays out till four in the morning, which she doesn't mind. Uh, I'll come back to that one in a second too. The the part that really hit my red flag button is when we're out together drinking. I'll come home alone, and he'll stay out till six a.m. He did it Saturday and Sunday. I wonder if when she says, if he's out alone drinking or with his friends, I don't mind. I don't know how much she doesn't mind because all of this is funneling down. Uh, the help around the house, I think, is a separate thing. But funneling down to, it sounds to me, I would be very concerned that he's got a drinking problem. And I wonder if his dad did, which is why his mother raised him and uh, didn't let him do anything around the house. She's kind of rigid and controlling and would naturally probably marry somebody with a drinking problem. I wonder, too, if the writer... The emailer has uh, an alcoholic in her family so that that pattern is something she's attracted to. Because I, I don't care if this guy is 22 or 32 or 52, that there is a point where you mature past going out drinking with your friends. Even if he goes out once in a while, that wouldn't hit me as strange as when she said, when we go out and we set a rule, he cannot follow that rule. That to me says that 
once he passes a certain threshold, he's gone. And that's how alcoholics operate. So that's my thought on question number one, or issue number one. I don't know if you have any thoughts to follow that I, one up. I, I do, I do. As usual, you've jumped straight to the apocalypse. Maybe I'm just a, a more laid-back guy here, right? <laughs> I guess I don't see as many red flags as you do there. Um, now, I, I never went to quite that extreme with them being out so late because I'm too cheap to hit the bars. <laughs> but I, I will say that I, I didn't drink till I was 21, and I got married at 22. And my wife did pretty much the same thing. She may have had, like, one drink before she was 21. So, like, our wild and crazy drinking period was pretty much right before we got married and right after we got married. We used to throw drinking parties at our house, which I can't even fathom now with kids and the things I get in trouble for. <laughs> the idea that we invited people in here to drink just for the goal of getting <clears throat> drunk sounds crazy to me. Uh, but, I, I mean, if they're, if they're in their early 20s, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the thing. I mean, here in Indianapolis, like where you, how old you are kind of determines where you live. And the style of life they're describing now is like if you live in Broad Ripple in Indianapolis, you're young and hip, you're straight out of college, and you can still do those kind of things. And then when you get older and a hangover will kill you, then you stop going out so late, you get to bed by 10, and you become me. And then when your life gets really sad, you become Steve. So there, there are stages to this. So that, that part doesn't worry me so much. And as far as, far as the, uh, the not following rules when you're drunk, I, I I mean, who is going to be worse at following rules than somebody who's drunk? Maybe he's good at following rules when he's not drunk. But if he's, if he's you know, 10 or 15 beers into the night, it would not surprise me if at that point he, you know, he could not respect that. So is, is binge drinking once or twice a week necessarily a sign of alcoholism? I think this is a, this is a debate that's out there. Uh, I guess the line for alcoholism isn't that more that you have, that it interferes with your life and that you need it all the time. Because I know... The way I did it, I mean, it's like I could go binge drinking once and then, you know, two months later do it again. It wasn't every weekend or anything, but it also wasn't like I depended on it. So so maybe I, I it, it doesn't necessarily inspire the fear in me like it does in you. But at the same time, I don't like that he's doing it and his wife doesn't like it and she's asked him to stop. That, that for me, is the bigger issue rather than necessarily the drinking itself. The, uh, I just want to make one addendum to something you said when you said the definition, I, I don't remember how you led into it, but is alcoholism, you uh, have consequences for your drinking and you need it all the time. You don't need it all the time. The consequences is the key to when you have a problem and making your wife angry and consistently doing it says that there's a problem here. And it's not that he doesn't follow rules once he has 15 beers. I wonder if once he has two or three, that throttle is starting to gun and two is gonna become 15 before you know it. That's the issue for me. And the last bastion of somebody with a drinking problem is always going to be, well, I need, I just want to go out with my friends or I'm just having a good time or I'm just yada, yada, yada. That uh, at some point you have to ask yourself, why am I not doing what my wife wants? Doesn't that seem to be important? Is she just nagging? Is she some harpy, some succubus that's trying to pull the soul out of me? And to that I would say, then why did you marry her? Because you dated for three and a half years, you knew her tendencies before you started, that all to me says that he has a hard time pumping the brakes once he starts drinking. And that is why I think that's a problem that I would address immediately if they came to see me. All right. So what's your solution to that? Are you an AA guy or are you just a guy who's going to say, okay, go home with your wife at the end of the night. And as long as you stick together and she's happy, it's okay. Yeah. I, I, I believe in giving people a chance to self-correct. Now, um, the, the problem is people that, uh, that binge drink, 
uh, they'll go for a stretch without drinking and then say, well, see, I don't have a problem. So that's not necessarily a tell. But I will say my first line of defense is always, if you think you can control it, then control it. And then we don't have a problem. So if your wife says, we're going to go out, we're going to come home at 2 a.m., I don't want you to get like, S-face drunk. I just want you to have a good time and stay buzzed for the night. See how that goes. And if you can maintain that, then happy wife is happy life. If you can't, then we have to move to plan B, which is you might need to look into some outpatient if you need to work and can't go to inpatient. You might want to look into AA. I'm, uh, I'm not an AA zealot, but I do know a lot of my clients who that worked for. That's exactly what they needed to get a little bit of structure in their lives and start to put it on hold. So, I, and we should we should clarify too with this. We we only get one side of the story by necessity, and I have no reason to doubt this side of the story. But in a in a counseling setting, I highly doubt one person would sit there and give their side, and the other person would sit there silently. I mean, there would be there would be a back and forth, probably unpleasantly so. And that's why they have to pay you to sit there in that chair to listen to them, and why you don't just do it for fun. So so I'm sure he would probably have some things to do say as well. But yeah, I think we're probably in agreement on this. If he can control it, he should control it and if if they're in agreement they're going to go out to two and have fun you know that that sounds fun and you know as somebody who's married with four kids i mean being able to go out and party with your wife till 2 a.m still sounds plenty wild i don't know why you necessarily <laughs> need to go till 5 or 6 a.m I, I doubt there's exponentially more fun in those hours than there is if you just go to bed at two um and this may self-correct a little as he gets older because you and i both know you can't keep that up forever he is quickly going to age himself uh and one one night of that is going to be enough for every six months eventually. Oh, James, that is where we start separating those who have a problem from those who don't. Those who don't realize, I feel like a train wreck the next day. I don't want to do that. Those that do have a problem say, I feel like a train wreck, but I can't stop. <laughs> okay. We are at about well, the 10-minute mark. Let's yes. table that help around the house for another show. I think that is useful to go into at some point, but we just don't have time to delve into two different issues. All right. Well, we solved another marriage issue, possibly, maybe, depending if they follow our advice. Who knows? Well, we gave it a good shot. So thank you for joining us for another week of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage. Uh, please send us in your relationship issues, and we will take a crack at them. Uh, you can email me at jamesbreakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's Exploding Unicorn with the E. Or send me a direct message on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Exploding Unicorn without the E. As always, all comments are anonymous. We're not going to call you out on the air, but we do have a real psychologist here and then me I, I bring something I don't know what and we will take a look at that uh, and in 10 minutes or less see what we can do so thank you for joining us for another week uh, Steve any final thoughts uh, yeah I, I do want to say you are right in that there is another side to the story and we're only hearing her side and that's what I'm reacting to and that's really all we can do is just take the information we're given and give an opinion about it that's my opinion all right it is your opinion so we will catch you all next week thank you very much for joining us again goodbye